I don't know, you guys, I'm kind of nervous. I mean, this is my special podcast. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for November 15th, 2008. Hey, and if you, uh, if you live in Victoria, and you should have gone out and voted for your municipal election today. If you live in B.C., Oh, BC, yes, yeah. you live in BC. Uh, although this podcast will actually come out too late for you to rectify that. So just consider yourself chastised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or rewarded for oh. performing your civic duty. Exactly. So, but. At but this, seriously, you didn't vote, did but you? But at this point, we can't actually convince you either. Of the, of the four people present, I'm, I'm, now I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm going to say that only one of us actually voted. Uh, that seems reasonable. So yeah. that's actually I'm right. the only responsible person here, so, I mean... <laughs> oh, well then... <laughs> so by having one of us vote, that means 25% of us voted, which is exactly which is right the, on par for municipal yeah. election participation. So there you go, Graham. We're part of the problem. Yay. Where'd your sticker go, Paul? Paul, you uh, voted? I took it out. Yeah, yeah. I voted. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, you got a <clears throat> little sticker that said yes. I voted. I took it off, because at this point... Yeah. I don't... Technically, I don't actually live in the city of Victoria, which is unfortunate because that's the mayoral race that was an absolute like. Yeah, our 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 mayoral race has eight eight candidates in our uh, uh, town council, which has eight positions. There are at least twenty five people going out for it. Because I don't know if this is everywhere, but in Victoria, um, in order to get on the ballot for either mayor or city council, uh, it's twenty five dollars. And two signatures. <laughs> that's, that's what it. you need. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm going to run for mayor next time. Yeah, yeah, me too. Basically, anybody can do it. How often? Every four years, or uh, I guess so. Yeah, and then no, it must be less than that. Two I years. I think it's two years. Well, and then, start your campaign preparations now. Yeah. And, and then, so the problem is, and then at all the meet, at all the debates and stuff, all all candidates debates. Not only were there 25 people that they had to go through, so every question took like 40 minutes to, to go to do but there were people who just didn't care like people who weren't actually trying to get elected they were just trying to mess with people <laughs> and so once they get the microphone they just won't give it up and they just start <laughs> shouting and just start like going off on at on tirades against the government and how they're doing terrible things and it's like so, or showing off their carefully crafted freestyle raps <laughs> that really would be yeah. sweet if yeah. there if there was a freestyle rapping candidate i would be like uh you probably don't have any experience but I dig your flow. What if, they, what if they're rapping about, like, you know, how they're going to embezzle money from the city? Would their rap still convince you to vote? Oh, yeah, for sure. I would vote twice for that person. Say <laughs> uh, that's it's a good thing Morgan maybe, didn't vote. Um, maybe Andrew Shepard should bust out some raps. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Sorry, so that, 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 was, what we, that was our video this week, by the way, was Rapid Fire 4. Yes. Uh, I don't think anything rhymes with Shepard. No. That's a big problem. Leopard. Leopard. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I think Andrew Shepard would have to just do the same thing every rapper does, which is come up with monikers that have many, many rhyming variations. Mm. Yeah, you could be yeah, you could be the Shepard Leopard. That's pretty good. You could. Er, he could be a Shep. A Shep. Yeah, a Shep. That probably works. Or the A S. You know, basically they refer to themselves by many different names so that they can rhyme with many different things. Yeah, exactly. You would never see a rapper with. Two, multiple monikers which rhyme with each other because that would yeah. minimize their potential rhyming mm. against the various monikers. Exactly. Otherwise, what the hell's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, could somebody do do me a rap back beat here? <coughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try that again. 
Yo, yo, my name is A. Shep. My, my, uh, wow, there's a reason I'm not a rapper. <laughs> we, uh, we're uh, white here, in case you didn't know. Uh, winky, winky, winky. <laughs> my name is A. Shep. My rhymes are Hep, what? Andrew, what? Shepherd, the Snow, Leopard, Endangered, Rare. Uh, that's it. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm not a pair. Yeah, but I've got a pair. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, this is why this is why uh, there'll never be a lady guest starring in sixty four K. I think. Well, well, I don't know. Tally did some did some vocals for us, but, but it's like rapping, not right? not as rapping. No. And I certainly won't be doing it. I would actually really like to see Tally rap. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. she'd be solid at. I think Ash could probably uh, bust some some screamy blows. Yeah. Apparently, Tally took like a very long time to uh, record that just because she wanted to make sure she got it absolutely right. So I'm. I'm fairly certain that she, you know, that she'd devote a considerable amount of time to getting it pretty awesome. Yeah, she has, yeah. She has the right attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, rapid fire. So, uh, we, uh, as with rapid fire, we'd shot most of this before, but what we hadn't shot was a sort of like an uh, an interstitial uh, uh, joke to go through of the episode, and we came up with that that one on on Saturday and shot it, and uh, it did it. It did move a little slower than I think it should have. Mm. A lot of people have said that this wasn't really rapid fire in terms of it being really fast, and I agree with that. It's yeah, I think it's it's the problem is the joke was that it's taking like, everyone forever was to lame. Yeah, taking, I so thought that was on was, purpose. Well, it was, um, but in the context of rapid fire, it maybe was not a good good plan. Um, maybe we could have done something different there. Yeah, the I mean, I mean, the, yeah, the joke was supposed to be that it's taking him a long time to get to places, but. People did bring up the good point that it, you know, rapid fire is about really, really fast jokes, and so. Mm. Yeah. Now that uh, James throwing the hat was totally unplanned, and it did go crazy far. Yeah, that was awesome. It didn't actually hit the other car. Like it's the perspective is weird on the camera, but it didn't actually hit the car. But it did anything. go really, really far. Yeah. Um. So uh, James, of course, has Officer Rodriguez, but not in a Rodriguez and Riley bit. So ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> There was yeah, this one ended up being uh, quite long because I mean each of the scenes with Jer is about fifty seconds, mm -hmm. and uh, there was I had to sort of re readjust what was going to be in it because there was one bit that's like a minute long <laughs> that I was like I can't do this in the same episode as these ones so so it'll come up. We uh, yeah we were thinking of doing a thing with uh, Rodriguez uh, in his car oh, right. later on. I wish we shot have that. Yeah, him in his car uh, doing a check back over the over the radio to see who who in fact invented the seatbelt. Yeah. Uh, can I get a two fourteen on a seatbelt? Uh, yeah, that's uh, George Kelly in the late eighteen hundreds. Over. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Forgot to shoot that. We were sort of running. Well, not, not not forgot. It just yeah. didn't work out. We were sort of running running against daylight at that point, but uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I loved uh, Morgan doing the squeegee kid. Oh yeah, Dang, I thought that I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that's some uh, serious method acting there for Morgan. Uh, <laughs> he, he had he had woken up a few uh, few minutes beforehand, probably. Mm -hmm. What time did you guys film that? Four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He sleeps in. How? He needs his beddy How bag. How do you sleep that long? I slept that long a couple weeks ago. I don't go to sleep until god awful hours. Yeah. But I've actually come up with a strategy for getting to sleep earlier and yeah. waking up earlier consistently and 
uh, happily, not like hating myself when my alarm goes off. Nice. What's that? Uh, I'll discuss it when we get to what we're playing now. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to... I don't actually remember very well all the other scenes in this video. Well, the, the very last uh, shot was actually... I, I wish that we... that I'd, I meant to do something with the signs, because you can read pretty clearly that it's a Jehovah's Witnesses Hall, which it really wasn't meant to be. It was just meant to be sort of like a church-like structure that had, it has these weird red lights on the inside. It looks really creepy, that building, at night. So uh, we shot that bit, and then the, the, the doorway, which is supposed to be around the side of that building, is actually like my parents' like, garden basement storage area, uh, which worked out, uh, worked out quite well. Mm. Look, like, uh, the, and the, I mean, the, uh, the door-to-door Satanists, uh, we have not pulled out since the first season. Like, they were the very end of first season. Have they really not shown up since door-to-door? -door? I don't think so. Except in Loading Ready Live. Yeah, they were in Loading Ready Live, but they haven't actually shown up in a video. That's right, actually. So, it's, that, that's why, I mean, we, there was a whole, we were sort of, there's a whole there's debate, debate thing. There's been references to them, though. True. Uh, but there's, you know, we, there's a whole sort of debate thing on the forums about that last line. Um, and because it's been so long, you know, there's lots of people who may not, and because it's not actually online anymore, I don't think. Yeah. My, as I said in the forums, my argument was that, uh, that it should either have ended with Paul doing the, it's your special day and pointing, or where it did with the leave us at the altar, and then the, we're going to sacrifice you just to make it really clear. Because I, I, I don't actually think leave, leave you at the altar is, uh, is yes. that strong of a of a line of a note to end the video on. Matt is a big fan of the of ending on really terrible puns. He thinks that that's what those the interstitial jokes should always be about, which I I don't necessarily disagree with, but I think in this particular instance it needed that. And um I think actually the ratio of members of the crew who are divided on this one way or another is roughly equal to the ratio of of viewers who were, who, or at least people who gave feedback, who were divided on it one way or another, which is, Matt is in the minority, but but there's still people who it, agree with him. But it is, it is, um, to me, it wasn't, like, it's not a cut and dry thing. It is, no, um, and, and, and the thing is, you know, I completely understood what Matt was trying to say, I just did not agree with it at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I see where you're coming from, I, I can understand what you're saying, but you're retarded. Yes, it's a stupid thing, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But, you know... It, Whatever. Yeah. Some people felt needed, some people didn't. You know, that's what I like about comedy, because anyone can find different things funny. But I... Or I, not funny. Yeah. I certainly didn't think that it ruined it, having that on there. So... I, I'm trying to think about, like, the other actual segments in this one. Uh, well, there was a uh, Professor Plackett scene with the Planetarium. Yes. Which was nice. Yeah, uh, the Planetarium was great. One of my favorite Andrew Shepard bits of all of them. Like is the, the, the fart one? Yeah, the fart huffer. <laughs> I love that one a lot. You know, just, just, I encourage all of you to do the same. You know, who, who among us <laughs> can say that we don't enjoy the, you know, bouquet of our the bouquet of our own flatus? I Dutch oven myself just for the joy of it. Uh, that's a good one. And, uh, oh yeah, in the Andrew Shepard bits, I hope it comes across, those, the, in, in this episode only, the two establishing bits with Paul and Matt are actually connected. Uh, the very first one... Uh, oh, right. they're, they're dividing the area. They divide... Well, actually, I guess the gunshot one was connected. No, no, that was all in one gag. Uh, yeah, so in the first one, they, you know, uh, Paul's like, all right, this is a line here. You stay on your side and I'll stay on this side and that's how it is. And they go, all right, fine. And then when it comes back to them later, Matt is walking along making a pitch to someone and then has to stop 
because that's where the line is. And then Paul picks up and keeps walking with it. And I believe for those bits, um, we were shooting those over at the Fairfield Community Center. Yeah. And that was somebody who was riding by on their bike. Uh, and we were like, hey, you, can you come and just do this really fast? Actually, no, the, the, the girl riding on the bike was in a was in an earlier episode of Rapid Fire. Oh, but, this was this was somebody. This was just, also someone who were just like, "Can you just be in this, please?" Yeah, all you have to do is walk past. That's all you have to do, and uh, yeah. So <laughs> thank you because we wanted you know different people. Like we used Laura, and uh, um, you know, I think I was in it twice. Yeah, Jer uh, did two. Laura did a couple, and that was like, "This is getting silly." Yeah, so, so we need friends. Went down yeah, more people. Need more so. people, so worked out okay. Uh, anyone else? Uh, another good. Failed pickup line. Um, yeah, and, I think and people have noticed that Nate's getting more and more drunk. And and uh, noticed that Matt's drink is getting progressively more ridiculous. Pro- progressively less drinkable because there's no actual space in it because it's full of fruit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Our friend Marcus at Evo did a great job with the uh, with that drink, just making it progressively more silly. And what else? I can't remember. Oh yeah, the second robots in disguise. Oh, I actually really like that one. Yeah. Shut up. With Kathleen's car and Tim's car. It yeah. took me a while to get to get the, the word shut up to sound right with that filter. Because mm. it cert- just the way that the word is formed, the sounds, it was like, ah. It didn't like the, just getting it to still sound like the word shut up, but have the robot filter just because of how it crushes the waveforms. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Took me a couple tries, but anyway, um, that's probably about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, rapid fire is rapid fire. Is it rapid fire? See previous rapid fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's all good. Um, what we're playing now? Yay! What we're playing now? Morgan, what are you playing now? Nothing. Ah, ah, ah! Uh-huh. I see what you did there. That's so, why. So that's how you're going to bed early. You're not playing. Wow, or video games? No, it's not Wow. Dota, right? Yeah. Dota. Now, is that a deliberate decision, or is that because something messed up? Because Bill's play? playing Wow. Nope, deli- I quit video games. Huh, nice. Uh, right now, yes. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do, but once, once you, what are you replacing them with? Sleep, reading, and sleep, and hmm. that's once, nice. Once you've uh, good job, I wish you luck with it. Yeah, once you've uh, got yourself off of video games, you can sort of slowly that's my, like add them back, I, I, add, I, you know, in in small amounts. You know, that's not how. Well, I mean, that's how it works for some things, like you know, um, carbs, um, but not how it works for other things, like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so See, are video games carbohydrates or cocaine to you? Kind of cocaine-y, I think, because like cocaine. Yeah, I'm. It's like having. It's like banana cocaine loaf. You know. Yeah. I, uh, around the same time I decided to stop playing Dota, uh, my little baggie ran out, and uh, I am missing Dota a heck of a lot more. Like, huh. it's really problematic. Like, I really want to play Dota all the time. Hmm. So, have you actually, like, deleted it from your computer? Uh, no, I'm, I can't. I literally, I can't do it. I, I keep, like, you're, you're... The finger just won't drag it. Yeah, it won't, it won't delete Warcraft 3. So, but uh, you manage, you're managing to keep it to not play. Yeah, yeah. I haven't nice. deleted it, but I haven't deleted it either. Oh, that's good. But huh? it, it, It's a start. It's yeah. good, but it doesn't really help the whole uh, what you're playing now. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. Segment of the podcast. When I, quit, when I quit a TV like eight or nine years ago or something, 
I had about a month where I just always wanted to watch TV, and then it, I was just like, why do why was I doing that all the time? So yeah, Matt, when we when we moved in here, Matt was really obsessed with like, gotta have TV, gotta have TV, just because I like to have TV. I like to be able to sit down and watch TV. We never fucking watch TV, and we we're paying a lot for it, so we're we're gonna cancel our TV because it's like I had it for the Olympics. I watched all the time when the Olympics was on, but bugger it. Oh man, yeah. if I if TV did not come with my place, there's no way I'd watch it. I no. just don't have time. There's no. nothing good on. Yeah. I don't want to see anything on TV. I download all my TV. Actually, that's not true. Justin and Colin's home heist is pretty fabulous. <laughs> oh, they are fabulous. Um, it's where they come in and just steal your house. And they take <laughs> <laughs> replace it with an empty lot. They take your house and make it a lot gayer, but in a good way. Uh, they uh, they basically there's two for those of you who are aren't aware who Justin and Colin are. They were designers in the UK who realized that they were like super fucking popular in Canada. So they left the UK to come to a series in Canada where they take really terribly decorated homes. They analyze what people's style is and then they ignore that and put their own style into their house. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they even do the analyze step? Oh, so they can say, well... See, this is why you have bad taste. Uh, <laughs> except they do it while wearing gigantic oversized corsages and saying, look, the gays are coming to Canada from Scotland to give you good taste and Ikea furniture. You know, but they do it in sort of not Irish accent. That was a good accent. Scottish R right there. Yeah, it was. Uh, solid. But, uh, yeah. Furniture. But anyhow, that's, uh, I think that was more of an Irish brogue. Hmm. Uh, but... Uh, I'm not an accent person, but that's that's what I'll watch if I'm really bored. But what are you playing now? Oh, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. I'm playing uh, Tactics uh, Advanced 2 Grimoire of the Rift. Grimoire of the Rift. For DS, which I have worked out that I can play while I'm on the elliptical machine at the gym. So I play while exercising. Because it's turn-based. And yeah. I don't need to, you know, like, do hand-eye coordination. I don't need to use the stylus so I can, um, I, uh, get a lot of funny looks. Because people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm playing a video game. They're like, I've never seen anybody who plays video games while they're exercising. And I'm like, if I could do this while I was running, I would. The judges are back. That technology will come up at some point. You play tactics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Judge, oh. Apparently yeah. they're less... Yeah, they're Annoying. not. Yeah, they are. And they and like if you break the rules, they're just like okay, you don't get a crappy bonus, whatever. Yeah, I, I wish the judges would like come out on the battlefield and then slowly meander off so you could kill them. But they were like super powerful. What they should have done is made the 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 real like super boss of that game the judges. Like you know, there's always something yeah. more powerful than the end boss. Yeah, that's what it should have been. Is judges. You yeah. summon one to the battlefield. I remember how excited like, you were when Final Fantasy XII came out because you actually got to fight judges. Yeah. Oh, man. Killing them? So satisfying. Yeah, yeah. but now I've killed judges already, so I know that they're just guys. They're, they're big dudes in armor, but they're not, like, unkillable dudes in armor. You need to talk more loudly. I've killed judges already in Final Fantasy XII. No, no, it's, 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 it's okay. So the novelty has worn off. But in, in, in future, I didn't mean. The problem with Final Fantasy XII is there's been such a long time between me playing Tactics Advance and Fuck Twelve that my hatred had kind of subsided and they don't they didn't do anything to regenerate that hatred in my soul. True. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy XII didn't do a lot of judging of you, they just No, they're just kind of dicks. 
They're characters. Yeah. They're not actively involved in your, you know. Yeah, they don't day -day show up life. and be giant douches to you whenever you try and like attack somebody because that's banned that day. Yeah. Yeah. No. The uh, I don't know. Maybe it just I haven't completed that many missions and moved the story along so far. But thus far, the judging conditions haven't really been that bad. It's like. Okay, Vieras can only attack and use items in this round. Okay, fine. I just won't put a Viera in my party. Done. Right? Yeah. So, if it's not like, no attacking, no magic, right? You have to attack only with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been playing uh, Onomusha Warlords. Uh, nice. And I, I beat it, actually. Um, and it's... You, you actually get used to the control system, stupid as it is, after a while. <laughs> yeah, because you were complaining about that last week. Yeah, because it's got the stupid... It's uh, Which I sort of associate with, like, old-school PS2 games. Yeah. Is the turn and run, as opposed to just running whatever direction you want to go. Um, and, it, like, it's amazing that, uh, like, God of War 2 and Onimusha Warlords are on the same console with the exact same power. Somehow they figured out how to make it better like, without actually adding any more stuff to it. It's crazy. Well, I mean, compare, you know, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and, and Snake Eater. Like, even there, it's a vastly different. Mm. Like, the graphical qualities in that is, is, yeah, it was, is amazing, even though, you know, even though it was years before MGS2 came out. But it was, it's kind of a neat, interesting thing with, with it's sort of unique to consoles, this idea, like, whereas on PC stuff, they just make it bigger and better. Mm. Well, one... Like they, what they figured out how to how to make it awesome with MGS two was uh, medium poly, high high res textures, like really really good textures, but less polygons. Apparently for Snake Eater they went even further, like even less polygons in the characters really? in Snake Eater. Yeah, just just more impressive textures. Whereas I mean Onomusha is obviously just pre rendered background, pre rendered. So I mean they're which is more sort of a PS one kind and, of idea. and the characters aren't even very high poly either. So they're obviously just kind of. It, they were just kind of working out, because this is there was one of the early games in the system. Right? Yeah. But, uh, one thing I'll say with Onimusha, pretty much the worst ending ever of any video game. I'm trying to remember the end of Onimusha. Okay, the ending of Onimusha. You spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert. It's a for really, a game that came out eight yeah, years ago. It's a really old game. So people will bitch. You uh, whatever. Okay, turn this off. If you want. So you go in. There's like you do all the stuff to open the door to like the de demon dimension to Nobunaga Oda's. Demon Dimension or whatever, right? Uh, well, just, yeah, not actually Nobunaga, oh. but the Demon Dimension, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm all psyched up, I'm ready. Go into the Demon Dimension, you fight a battle right at the beginning of the Demon Dimension with the boss. Like, okay, cool, that was, you know, good start. Uh, you go down this ramp, and then you're at the final boss. You don't actually do anything in the Demon Dimension. Right, I remember that now. Um, which, it totally caught me off guard. Then, you beat the final boss, who was actually pretty cool. Um, and then, in a cutscene at the end... You go turn awesome and get like you get super powered up and kill the boss. And it, you never get to actually play yourself as this awesome, like hyped wow. up, super kill out, kill version. Really? Wow. You never actually get to play that. The guy who I must been, be thinking about Amusha too. Then the guy you've been chasing throughout the entire game, uh, Nobunaga. Ne you never encounter him outside a cutscene. Right, that's true. He 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 appears at the beginning. You don't know what the point is. You hear at various points during the game that he like did a deal with the demons. At the very end, before the final boss, he shows up. He's like, Rrr, and then the final boss comes out, and then and also by the end of it, uh, apparently some of those guys dead because he was never heard from again. Although there's a Onimusha two, which presumably they found him. But actually, uh, he's not in Onimusha two. He's in Onimusha three. 
And then they also, uh, uh, then Kaide, who's your buddy, right. it, uh, who's kind of annoying to play, but she's, it's kind of a cool thing to switch off between two different people. Uh, they goes like, she went, went this, and she became a ninja, and uh, was hired by lords, and then died 15 years later. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like, oh. It was so anticlimactic. It, it was mostly the thing that I was objected to was becoming incredibly awesome and Super Saiyan in the final cutscene to deliver the final blow to the guy. You never get to play as that. You do in a later game. Well, I, that but, makes but me yeah, up. yeah, that's, that's annoying. Awesome, awesome, which I, is kind of an anime-style move. He gets hugely awesome with this big, huge sword. The guy lunges at you with his, uh, with his hand. He just jabs the sword into the ground, and the guy hits the sword, and just his arm just splits in two. <laughs> like, the sword is so sharp that just the momentum of the guy lunging for you just rips his arm in two. It's pretty awesome. That's disgusting. Again... It's like, it that like would have been handy. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like a cheese string or something? Exactly like a cheese string. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, wow, that was really cool. Maybe that would have been a useful thing for me to do when I was playing the game. <laughs> so, anyway, that kind of bugged me. But it was actually a very entertaining game. Sort of a, I would call it sort of a proto-God of War, mm. almost. Or pro more closer to Devil May Cry, almost. Yeah. Um, uh, Which, I think the early Devil May Cry's were also queer in the background. Uh, no, the first one wasn't, actually. Oh, it wasn't? Oh. No, but the first one was going to be more of a game like that. And then they, uh, it, the whole combo system was sort right, of... Right, they're accident. like, hey, wait, the combos. Those yeah. are good. Uh, so I've been playing more Fallout 3. I'm at the point where I believe I, I, I can go and beat the game, but I want to keep exploring the wasteland. Beat yeah, beating a Fallout game? That's not what you're playing it for. I know. I think Everybody is still alive. Like, I think I will uh, beat it, though, because um, I've gotten to the point where like, I have so many bottle caps and so much stuff that it's just... It doesn't... Like, I don't, There's nothing you I, can't buy? I don't need to pick up loot anymore. You're uh, essentially king of the world at this point. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm the... Uh, I, I reached level 20 as a good character, meaning that my, my rank and the achievement you get for getting to level 20 with a good character is last best hope of humanity. Can you, uh, can you ever go down? Like, now that you're level 20, could, if you did a bunch of bad stuff, would your rank go down again? Yeah. Okay. But I'd have to find a lot of... I'd have to kill a lot of people in cold blood. So you basically kill everybody. Oh, I could. Yeah, I does could. It, does it actually but, care whether they... If they attack you first, it's, it's all good? Yeah. Which is why uh, there, like was, even if you there was a mission off? I had to kill a guy that, that I wasn't, that was, was, was friendly to me. So I just talked to him and I managed to... Aggravate him? To yeah, I, yeah, I threatened him through talking to him and then he became, he became angry with me and then turned red and then I killed him and I was okay for karma. So morally it considers that to be okay? Yes. If you incite the violence. Yes. <laughs> That's extremely vague moral constructs there. That, I mean, that's a that's meant... a that's a special. Normally, um, for it, it's normally if you if you use your speech, if you like trick someone or if you lie to uh, to someone to get them angry with you, you do lose karma for that. What this was was I was like, hey, this guy sent me here to kill you, and then and then he went, well, not if I can help it, and then started attacking you. Ah. So that's that's a little different, but see, I mean, this is you know the the game that this is competing against, like say Fable Two. Uh, gives you a lot, a lot, uh, a lot more karma depletion for getting a divorce than for, say, killing your spouse. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole video game karma idea, while a good concept. Fallout Three does it better than most games I've seen, though. Because mm. you know, it's like you kill someone, you lose a lot. You 
every time you steal something, you lose a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. every time you steal something, you're pickpocket. Uh, but the the small amount you lose is actually fairly negligible, because I am, like I said, last best hope of humanity did not stop me from stealing a pickpocket. But then again, you're saying you're going to play it again as an evil guy, though. Yes, that's ah. that's the other reason I want to beat it. It's, I want to I want to get all the bobbleheads so I can get the Xbox achievement for it. Um, but then I want to beat it so I can have beaten the game and then start the game as an evil character. And uh, the advantage to going through as a good guy first is I've been making a list, and they're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's, I still really, really enjoy it. And there's, t there's so much... Uh, one of the fun things about the, uh, about the previous games was the, the, the random encounters, right? Like, the, just you'd be walking through the... You'd be doing, like, the traveling across the wasteland, which in the old game was not, obviously, a wide-open place. Uh, and occasionally you'd be like, bing, and you get a random encounter. And sometimes it'd just be raiders or a, or a caravan or something, or, or an enclave patrol... Um, as you would encounter normally walking around the wasteland in this game, but other times it'd be weird stuff, and that's in this game. Yeah, but yeah, but in, but in, but instead of being, you know, like some of them are random. Like some of them, you'll you'll run into people that are just there, and they aren't there otherwise. Like some people uh, in the middle of a battle, and you can sort of in, get involved or not or whatever. But there's also stuff on the map that isn't like a map marker location, so it's not something that you can find really easily, but you just get from walking around. Like I found. A crashed flying saucer. Awesome. With a dead alien and the alien pistol. Yes! Yes. It, with, with the, it uses special ammo that you can only find at the crash site. So you've only got like 120 shots of the thing. But it's amazingly powerful. Is there like a whale carcass around or anything like that? Uh, probably not a whale carcass. But there is like... There is other really entertaining stuff. Like, like there's that. There's... Um, uh, you, uh, you know the glowing one? Like the, or the glowing ones, the ghouls that are super irradiated? They're in this game, and you find a place if you sort of jump over this thing and go around a corner and past a building and over, like a place you're never going to wander across. Yeah. And you find like this, you find a heavily irradiated pool of water, uh, like just in the DC ruins, with like a little shack uh, filled with Radaway and a radiation suit and a computer terminal, and you read some scientist's field notes that she's studying. Uh, she's studying ghouls, and she's named one of the one of the glowing ones Samuel or something. Like she's doing like a Jane Goodall thing, like living with the ghouls. And she covers her radiation suit with irradiated like slime, and then goes and interacts with them because they just think that she's they think that she's a glowing one, and they don't attack her. Hmm. And it's really cool. And you you don't find her there. You do find a glowing one named Samuel. On, it, as like, who then of course attacks you and blows head off. But you know it's 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 neat. That can you do the same? Can you dress up in the suit and go talk to them? I don't know. I I, I tried. Uh, oh, I should have put the ghoul mask on. Oh, that was dumb. Oh well. Anyway, yeah, there's but, a ghoul mask. Yeah, if you do a certain mission, um, one of the one of the ghouls who isn't uh, mm. who isn't feral uh, gives you a feral ghoul mask, and if you put it on, then they won't attack you. Oh, um, but uh, there's just lots of little things that serve absolutely no purpose and don't necessarily get resolved and they're just little things to add to the the whole sort of scope and depth of the game which nice. I think is really really cool that they did all the things like that so anyway uh, and I, uh, I'll let you know how the uh, how the beating of it goes uh, ask for
Yeah. All right. I believe like, this is, no, let's not do any answers. All right. I believe this is where we left off last week. Lying in bed, Mon asks, assuming the moon base is fantastical, which it is, what would you like to install into your perfect moon base if you had an infinite amount of money and supplies to devote only to perfecting it? Hmm. Uh, I mean, it would probably. I think it would probably look, you know, something, some sort of James Bond villain style. I would have. Yeah. I I would have um, a box of kittens that never turned into cats. Mm. So whenever I was having a stressful day, I could just go play with the kittens. Mm. That'd be pretty awesome, actually. And that? it's fantastical. Exactly. Did you see that uh, somebody put a, did a, a live feed of these two puppies playing in a pan? Yes. Yes. The Shiba Inu feed. Oh, my God. Those are... That, that's, that's something... I oh, want a Shiba Inu now. They're so expensive, but they're so cute. There was a really fat dog we saw downtown today. <laughs> I think it was fluffy, but it was also fat. It was. It was. It had the waddle of a fat yes. dog. Cute fat dog, though. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to make it look uh, like alternately a. Alternately, could be a box of puppies, but mm. puppies are a little bit more rambunctious than kittens. Uh, kittens are just... Spectre. So cute. Spectre. Those were the bad guys in the early Bond films. Ah, Spectre. Spectre. Oh, that's right. A really lot of. Uh... I'd like to make it look. Yeah, like a like a Peter Lamont era, James Bond. You know, set. Those are secret yeah. passages. Sorry, Peter Lamont was yeah. the art, yes. was that the art is director. Moon base yeah. is missing like is secret if passages I, galore. If yeah. I ever actually, you know, build like my own house, like have a house, you know, uh, have have a custom built house, it's gonna have secret passages everywhere. Oh yeah, just for nobody, like, and possibly have like my my bedroom not actually accessible except through secret passages. <laughs> just make it very awkward if you were to say fall ill and have to call the paramedics. You have to guide them to where you are. Yeah, you have to grab the fifth book. Someone will meet you with a blindfold. Yeah. yeah, I would have a uh, pool of supermodels who just would not like would pretend that you weren't there. That was their whole job is to just ignore everything. They just swim around all day and frolic with one yeah, another. They would ignore you too. Oh yeah, absolutely. They would just be there. <laughs> it's That's basically it. it's basically the equivalent of the of the box full of kittens. Yeah. Well, you, you get oh, to play wait, with wait, the kittens. Wait, wait, wait! I've come up with a better idea. I, if it was a perfectly fantastical moon base, I'd bring up Justin and Colin to be Scottish and gay in it and decorate it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, thank you for uh, for being Scottish and gay in my moon base and decorating it. I will, however, have to kill you now. <laughs> uh, I love your show, though. Oh, yes. my gosh. Oh, my gosh, yes. yes. The alternative is you could stay here and... Do just do your show forever and play with the kittens and the supermodels. I guess. No, well, they they could look at the supermodels, but they couldn't play with them. No touchy. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. They're gay, Morgan. I, I just like the. That's they, true. Maybe maybe gay people are allowed to. Yeah, you gay men. Yeah, you have to. You would pay the supermodels to ignore everything. Yeah. I, I kind of I find interesting. Bento asks, "Have any of you ever tried absinthe? And if so, what did you think? Tastes atrociously bad. I can't like even conceive of something I would." less like to consume than absinthe. Uh, I've tried it, but I've only tried the stuff you can get in North America, which isn't the authentic stuff, and yeah, it tastes like sort of like minty, licorice crap. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, bad. you know, they don't prevent it from export for yeah, it's know, no li- reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would consume genuine absinthe, given the opportunity to do so, just yeah, to, to see, yeah. but it would probably be a one-time well, experience. You can, you, you can order it from Europe, but it's really fucking expensive. Like, you're looking at, like, dropping 200 bucks to get a yeah. bottle brought over, Jeez. and I've never... Isn't it also illegal? Uh, great. Not really. Like, there it's is a guy that... in BC who actually makes absinthe with wormwood in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Maybe and it's only in the I've, state. Right? I've only heard control substance in some places. I've yeah. only heard disappointing story. Well, uh, sorry, stories is kind of well, a. It's got a whole. There aren't really stories. I, I just heard people being like, "Yeah, I tried some and nothing happened." It's, yeah. it's it, Well, it's just it's but, got the whole mystique around it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Absent like, Marketing Board is doing a good job. Mm. Edgar Allan Poe, I think, did all their work for them, um, hmm. writing all those freaky stories. Uh, but yeah, like the thing is. The absinthe that you can buy in the, at least in the BC liquor stores, has none of the active ingredient, which is supposed to make you go all woo. Yeah, right? it's just sort of a mild hallucinogen or something. Right? Yeah, but there's none of that in there. It's just shitty tasting liquor, expensive <laughs> shitty tasting liquor. Yeah, so, that's pretty much my take. So uh, to get any of these supposed effects, you would have to get real absinthe with wormwood, which you would have to either find that guy who makes it here, which I didn't know there was a guy who made legitimate, authentic absinthe in BC, or bring it over from Europe where you can buy it. But it's really, really expensive. Mm. It's Think of it as like the equivalent of like a really good, a bottle of really good scotch, right? It's yeah. just expensive. And you know it's not going to be good. Oh, <laughs> even it, if you have it'll taste even worse. Even if the real it'll, stuff, yeah. It'll taste like being ripped off. <laughs> yeah. True. Yes. Master Gunner asks... Will we ever see more of the Paul James living arrangements? This was asked before Hustle aired, so that would be a new... Did they... Because they don't actually live together. Yeah. Were we ever implied that we were living together? Uh, I think Bagel Time I gave, bagels, yeah. gave, gave that impression. Uh -huh. yeah. No, I, I wasn't, we weren't living together I, in, in Bagel Time. I was just, for some reason, ordering James to go get me food. Mm. Black Fangs asks, uh, Will or did you play The Force Unleashed yet? I've only played the demo, but it looks rad, and I kind of want to play more of it. Nope. And who is super excited about Fable 2? It's a problem with... Uh, the, Not really. The I, I was way too excited about Fallout 3 to give a crap about Fable. Yeah. When you hear... Uh, Tetsubo asks, When you hear the phrase comfort food, what do you think of? First thing you think of. Ice cream is pretty much... on the Bailey's ice cream is basically on the top of my list in that regard. Stuff my... Like, stuff my mom made. Mm. Like, actually, like her, like her spaghetti sauce. Mm. I really, really like. I'm going to say... Homemade turkey ala king over really buttery rice. Oh, that's good shit. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, like, the very first thing that came to my mind was baked potato. <laughs> Which, I don't know why in particular, but I, I like baked potato. I, yeah, but it's just, it's not really comfort. I, I don't know, I don't know why that in particular, but. I've had, I've had. Yeah, it's meal, meals to my, meals to my parents. I've had a range of experience with baked potatoes. Especially my, my, Stuff that my parents have made, and my mom especially. My dad tends to be a little more experimental. As good, I hope she doesn't listen to this, but, but as great as my mom's home cooking is, baked potatoes <laughs> are very dry. Not a lot going on there. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Really? If you can keep the moisture in a baked potato, then they're good. If they Kathleen here with her twice-baked potatoes. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, yeah, twice-baked potatoes. You take the potato and you bake it. Then you cut it in half and you go, ah, 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 um, so you let it cool down a bit, and then you cut it in half, and then you scoop out all the inside, so you just have, like, these two shells of potato, basically potato skin. Mm -hmm. And then you make extremely creamy mashed potatoes, but um, you add butter and milk, and I always add uh, bacon bits, like real bacon bits, and uh, garlic and chives and onion soup mix. Uh, no salt, but pepper. And so you get this incredibly, like, rich gooey, sort of light brown mixture, put it back into the potato skins, cover them with cheese, and then bake them again to warm them through. 
So good. You see, that sounds like, pretty freaking just, ridiculous. Just, just a, yeah. sta- a standard baked potato for me is actually sort of a staple of my just eating. Like I just, I often will just have a baked potato, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a side dish for thing. And so I eat lots of baked potatoes, but uh, which is it's just baking a potato like in the microwave, um, well, yeah. which works really well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I will often bake. It's a baked potato in the oven takes like an hour, and the microwave takes five minutes. Yeah, so it's, it's and it tastes basically the same. So huh. it's really hard to. Yeah, if I'm gonna make twice baked potatoes, I'll often just cheat and do the first part of the baking in the microwave. Yeah, but twice baked potatoes is you know a whole more production. Work. Twice baked potatoes is the kind of thing you make because your in laws are coming. It's like devil. You know? It's like deviled potatoes basically. Well, yeah, there's no mustard in them, but yeah. So but it's the same idea, taking it out and then putting it back in. I don't have anything against the microwave like i've made all kinds of awesome meals that have had at least portions of the microwave it's it's microwave it's it's all it's basically it just heats things up right like it's you can't do your slow roasting in the microwave though no no and it tends to do which which you love doing there's nothing like yeah but it's great for thawing things uh making uh hot chicken stock quickly cooking potatoes and doing vegetables on the side like, for, like, if just a bowl of frozen peas, right? If you just need something simple. So it sounds like Kensta is wanting us to write a novel for them. Because it's, if you could be kidnapped anywhere in the world, where would it be? Who would you be kidnapped by? What would they want for ransom? How would you escape if you could? Who would save you? What information would they want from you? And what would you steal from them during your escape? So let's keep our answers to one word each, and we should be able to go through these questions. Okay. So, Graham, if you could be kidnapped anywhere in the world, where would it be? Rome. Where, who would you be kidnapped by? A guy named Bob. Okay, what would they want for ransom? Toast. How would you escape? Leather strap. Around the neck of the guard. Okay, who would save you? Bob Dole. <laughs> okay. A lot of Bobs in my store. Uh, what information would they be kidnapping you for? Recipe for jam. Okay. For, to go with the toast. Okay, and finally, what would you steal from them? Strawberries. For the jam. Okay, see, there you go. Uh, Morgan, if you could be kidnapped anywhere in the world, where would it be? Transylvania. And who would you be kidnapped by? Dracula. What would they want for ransom? <laughs> My virginity. <laughs> How would you escape? Uh, <laughs> by shouting, fool you. <laughs> <laughs> who would save you? Uh, My witty intellect. Of course, yes. What information would they that's want a, from that's you? That's a separate person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like maybe, maybe you can, I fi- I maybe you can invite irony. him to one of these podcasts. I, fi- <laughs> I find the irony of you're saying that you would escape by just shouting fooled you, and but also that your witty intellect would be saving you? Anyhow, um, what would you steal from them? Uh, my pride. Okay. Kathleen, if you could be kidnapped anywhere in the world, where would it be? Japan. Who would you be kidnapped by? Samurais. What would they want for ransom? My lady, uh, my ladylike gifts of culinary power. How would you escape if you could? I would seduce them with food. Who would save you? Um, Vincent Cassell. Why not? <laughs> why the hell not? What information would they want from you? My recipe for twice baked potatoes, which <laughs> I gave to you for free. And finally, what would you steal from them during your escape? Ooh, some really good um, pairing knives for doing sushi with. Well, the Japanese, they like their knives. They have good knives. Paul, if you could be kidnapped anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, Switzerland. Who would you be kidnapped by? Uh, the 
guys with the big, huge horns. Oh, the guys from the Ricola ad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Alpen horn. Okay. Rico. Uh, I assume they those guys exist outside Ricola ads. Yes. Yes. What would they want for ransom? Um, their beard. No, I don't think you actually would kidnap somebody and then take something they have. Yeah, for the ransom, ransom that doesn't work. Uh, Graham's beard? What would the Swiss want? Chalk? No, they've got all the chalk that they could possibly want. Hmm. No, I'd say chalk... Knives that don't turn into other things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they, want to, they want to figure out how to make a knife that doesn't change. Yeah. How would you escape if you could? Uh, oh, plug their horns. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would I would use the Swiss Army knife I happen to have that has an escape. One of the not, it's one of the one of the things that you pull out is an escape uh, grappling hook. That you can nice. Fire. Uh, who would save you? Uh, well, the Swiss Army knife. Uh, what information would they want from you? Oh, well, we already did that. How do uh, yes? How to make a knife that doesn't transform into something else? And finally, what would you steal from them during your escape? Uh, a large amount of chocolate. Nice. Yeah, just Paul repelling down a building with a gigantic Toblerone bar strapped yes. to his back is what I'm imagining. Yeah, yes, like you know, uh, backpack style. Yeah, like a giant Toblerone bar. Yeah, I think you could also use it as a weapon during your escape. The Toblerone bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're quite pointy. Yeah, and large. You can get very, very big ones. Elman Shaw asks, "Will we ever see sarcastic Graham again from Failhouse One?" I didn't think I was. Maybe I was different in that one. I'll check it out. Or sorry, I mean. What do you mean sarcastic, Graham? I sure. Why not? That was more dickhole, Graham. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't be sarcastic on command. Jargon asks, "Britain sucks my balls." Well, <laughs> would you recommend moving to Canada? Uh, if you're getting your balls sucked twenty four seven. I would stay <laughs> wherever the hell I like. I think you've got a pretty sweet deal. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, we can't uh, any make any guarantees about what Canada will do to your balls. I'm sorry. Yeah, it'll probably freeze your balls, if anything. But, uh, well, you can move to Victoria. But it is a very nice place. Um, I would recommend moving to Canada. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, did New Zealand suck your balls, though? You're skipping that one? Oh, that, that's not a question. He's responding to his. Oh, okay. Shaw asks, will we ever see more machinima? It's Quite entirely possible. possible. Yeah, um, we don't have any plans at the moment, but... Uh, if we see something that we, we think would work well. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing to happen to you in an elevator? Uh, I got trapped in one once. Really? Yeah, with me. Yeah, and a guy in a wheelchair hmm. at the Bay Center downtown. And they mail everybody <laughs> Star the Starbucks base... gift certificates except me. You didn't get one? No. That sucks. Yeah. The Bay Center downtown one is good because it's glass. So you can be like, let us out, let us out. Yeah. When I was a wee baby, I was living in an apartment building in UBC. And uh, I saw my grandparents arrive in the parking lot from the our window, and went down to meet them. Went outside. The door closed behind me, and uh, I or no, I, I did. I can't remember if I went outside or not. But in any case, uh, they went up the elevator that was not the one I was going down, and I missed them. And then when I tried to get back up, I was only tall enough to reach the button that got to the bottom, not the button that got to my floor, so I could not actually get back to where I needed to be. <laughs> I was like trapped. Jump and push it. That's so wow. cute. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I haven't really had any good elevator stories. I need to spend more time in elevators, obviously. Will there be a man-cooking or iron-stomach cookbook? Mm. Probably not an iron-stomach. A man-cooking man book might actually be... By the way, that man-cooking from the screening is going to be going up this week. Huzzah! 
Yeah, a man. So, I could totally see a man cooking book. Uh, nobody really all the, wants. All the stuff with Reverend Blip. I wanted to wait until we actually got that sorted before I did it this week. Yeah, it's going no, up. Uh, what is the final word on Reverend slash Blip? Uh, well, we're going with Blip at the moment. Yeah. We don't know whether Reverend, uh, what's I got, happening on Reverend. I got an email from our guy at Reverend. Apparently, they've sorted a lot of their stuff out. Um, but you never know how things will play when something like that's going on. So we're. I'd be interested. We're, um, people by and large, I think we're. Yeah, is is Rever working for people who are who didn't used to work for on Time Warner? Yeah, please let us know. Yeah. But uh, right now we're transitioning our stuff to Blip, so, uh, how which sucks. We've been with Rever since Talk Like a Pirate. Yeah, we really like Rever, but unfortunately they just can't do if, the shit. If if like a third of people can't see it, including Sweden, which is like one of our biggest markets, I'm not even kidding. We sell so many T-shirts to Sweden. And, uh, yeah, and if the entire country can't watch our videos, yeah, it's kind it's of an cool. issue. And also for weeks at a time, and it, they are paying us also. So and it also takes like uh, way way longer for them to accept our videos than blip. So yeah, you were saying? Uh, what was my question? Oh, is the entirety of Sweden on Time Warner or what? I, I don't know how that relates to it. I honestly don't. Just somebody remember was like, you know what? The Swedish fuck them. They're I'm like the Dutch. Mm. All right, next. Yeah. Mm. What is? It? What are your current screensavers? Had any cool ones? Do you think wearing odd socks is weird? Um, my current screensaver is the standard Apple colorful swirl one. Way back in the Windows 95 days, I did have an Opus and Bill screensaver, which I thought was nice. incredibly cool. And I don't, I don't think it's weird, but I don't typically wear odd socks. I um I never really saw the point of screensavers. Yeah, me neither. Because um, like I just have my computer just turns off when I'm not around. Yeah. Um, you know, because the whole thing with screensavers with the, it's my sort of obsolete with laptops because you just close them now, right? Right. Or I mean, the whole screensavers used to be to save your screen, right? Because old CRTs would actually burn in. Right. Um, but now it'll just turn it off. Uh, and also, it, uh, new, newer, newer CRTs and LCDs can be on for years and there won't be burn in. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I always did this idea that you'd have this amazing screensaver because, I mean, the whole idea is that you're gone, right? So you're not going to see it. They were very cool in the mid-90s, though. Yeah, yeah, the flying toasters. That, was uh, like, I, that part of the Opus and Bill screensaver pack I actually had had, like, a mock of the flying toasters. I believe it was, like, Bill would fly through and pop toast out of his nose or something like that. I, I like I like that, that flying toasters has became, like, super famous as a screensaver. It's in The Simpsons. My favorite yeah. screensaver is still just the starscape coming at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you feel like you're yeah. captain of the Enterprise. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that's. I don't think you can top it. Um, random aside, Morgan, do you have any plans to see the Quantum of Solace? No. You should, because there's a full trailer for Star Trek in front of it. Ah, which I wasn't why? expecting at all. Why don't you want to see Quantum of Solace? I, I do want to see it. I just don't have any plans at all. Well, you really should. See it. Make plans. I will. I will. Uh, want to read one more question? Yeah. Who one, wants one to more. see Quantum of Solace with me? No, no, they're asking us questions. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I heard a couple people say yes. Awesome. Any of them ladies? <laughs> Maybe. All right, what's the next question? You can't tell them. The last question that we're going to do is... Uh, posted at the release of Rapid Fire 2-2 regarding the subtitles for the transitions. Do you name all the areas of the Learniverse, or did you come up with these in a post? Those in a post. Uh, well, I mean, that one's just called, like, 
Andrew Shepard Campaign Headquarters. It was always supposed to be Andrew Shepard Campaign Headquarters. Um, the Bayside Fair Community College uh, was the same um, in eyewitness accounts. It was the Bayside Fair Mall. Mm. Uh, and I figured that would be a pretty good... Again, we actually come... We actually think um, a surprising amount more about, um, like, things that like things that happen off screen and names and stuff like that than we possibly should. Mm. Like we do put a lot of thought into things like that. Uh, but we don't, no, we don't necessarily name everything. In the same way as, as the timeline, I think it would be interesting at some point to see, to have like a map of Victoria as shown in Loading Ready Run. Yeah. Basically showing, you know, showing all the landmarks. The world according to Lur. Yeah, showing all the landmarks, you know, where San Francisco is in the Loading Ready Run universe, which <laughs> is like over in the corner. <laughs> anyway, uh, we the, we have the thing with the album art. Yes, a couple weeks ago we said that uh, to post your your best uh, album art in the album art thread game. This is where you get your band name from Wikipedia, the cover from um, Flickr, and the album name from a random quote page, and. Uh, we said that we'd pick a winner, and we didn't, and then we didn't again. But now we have, and uh, there's just so many entries. There was there there was a lot of entries, uh, and a lot of entries also from our winner. Uh, <laughs> Aztec Cowboy Mafia, who entered a lot of really good ones that I think of all of them look the most like actual actual album covers. Uh, we were really impressed with both of his posts. And so, for for one of our favorites, the band Battleford Saracen with their album Man with Human Flesh, we, we award Aztec Cowboy Mafia the forum rank of The Man with Human Flesh. So uh, It's not to say he will ever actually get that forum rank, but <laughs> yeah. eventually he'll get it. I've almost caught up, actually. I gave King Cool and Smeghead theirs. Oh, nice. And Alexander Ditto. There's just one other person I think who I've missed. So, Alrighty, so, uh, uh, yeah. I really want to play Dota right now. <laughs> Resist! Uh, so yeah, we got to go finish shooting this week's video, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> uh, but seriously, this was a podcast.